Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio.
shall surely come to pass. And now is the time, and this is the day. And by my spirit, I'm making the way. And by my spirit, you'll begin to rejoice, and you'll begin to say, lifting your voice and declaring this new day, for I'll cause you to go forth into a new way. You'll leave this place in a new way, a new strength and a new direction. For I'll restore years, and I'll restore health, and I'll restore joy. For this is a day of great restoration, and I'll restore the gifts of the Spirit, and they shall increase, and they shall multiply. For times of refreshing shall come from my presence, saith the Lord, and it shall fall like rain. So now I hear the sound of an abundance of rain, that it shall rain, it shall rain, and I will pour out my Spirit, saith the Lord. So receive it and declare it and say it's not so far away, but it's here right now, today. Pleasant good morning to everyone. This is Susanna. I greet you in the name of Jesus Christ, Yahushua Hamashah, Lord of Lords and King of Kings. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters to restore my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table in the midst of my enemies. Thou anointed my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 23. My brothers and sisters, I am here to warn California. This is not the first time that the Lord has given me a prophecy to warn California. I believe this is the third time. The first time the Lord gave me the prophecy to warn California is to warn them and tell them to repent and turn away from their sin because parts of California is going to fall into the sea. Now the Lord, uh, in, I believe it's uh, November the 3rd or November the 4th, the Lord told me that judgment is going to be on California very soon. So my brothers and sisters in California, I am here to warn you, to let you know that the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ loves you, but he hates the sin. Turn away from your sin, change your mind, and seek the only true living God who can give you salvation, eternal life. My brothers and sisters, I have warnings from the Lord and these warnings I received some in since the month of September into October and November but I did not put them out so I am here now to give you the warning please share this video with family and friends this is very important and this is the word of God I heard in the spirit starting from October the 27th I heard catastrophic events are coming, Susanna, prepare yourself. And then around November, I heard 
January, February, March, unlike any other events. Again, January, February, March, unlike any other events. My brothers and sisters, prepare. Catastrophic events are about to happen. The Lord said January, February, and March are like unlike any other events. So which means we have to prepare catastrophic weather, catastrophic danger. Prepare yourself. I also heard in the spirit that the Lord told me that Israel is at war, but very soon true judgment will be given. And the partial eclipse that occurred on October the 14th, 2023, the Lord said to me that it was a sign. He also told me that Turkey is going to be under fire and he will destroy this world. The Lord also told me that the humanitarian crisis is going to get worse. People will have to leave their home and run. People will have to leave their homes and run and the humanitarian crisis will grow larger. My brothers and sisters prepare for war. It is on the horizon. It has already started. But the Lord specifically wanted me to let you guys know that there will be catastrophic events that is coming. I heard in the spirit imminent danger, catastrophic danger, imminent danger. And the Lord told me that January, February, March, unlike any other events. I also was told, I think, um, in the month of September, that the sky will be opening up like a scroll and things will be falling from the sky. That's what I heard from the Lord, from the Lord God, okay? And also, I heard, I think, um, it was probably two or three days ago, I heard um, the armies that will come on my mountain, I will throw them down. Mm. You can get that on Ezekiel 3820. We know that the army of Kog is going to be on God's mountain and he's going to throw them down or there's going to be a bad earthquake and God is going to bring a sword against them and they're going to be fighting against themselves and also the birds of heaven is going to eat on their flesh. It's in Ezekiel chapter 38. Study it if you don't know. If you don't know what I am talking about, please study Ezekiel chapter 38. I also heard in the Spirit that Jesus said that He is the way, the truth, and the life. My brothers and sisters, we know that, that Jesus is the only way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way. There is no other one that can give us salvation. There is no other one that can forgive our sin. There is no other upon the earth that can give us salvation except for the Lord Jesus Christ. So please repent and turn away from all sin and seek the Lord Jesus Christ with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. Repent. Please, my brothers and sisters, those of you who have not known the Lord, serious catastrophic event is coming. Thus said the Lord. Seek Him and repent. My troops are in formation. The giants are preparing for the destruction of humanity. 
I am the one who sends these creatures of Saturn to fulfill my wrath. Does the power of darkness overtake light? No. My command will open the portals, releasing the giants for destruction. Point out, these beings have one task which is this, destruction. Tell my people, this is the season to be bold when I prompt you to speak. For their days have been cut short for the sake of my chosen vessels. I will protect those who are mine. For circle, which tempt you, my people, for that sin allows the darkness in. Warriors from heaven are preparing for my return, yet the command comes from the Father first. Do you feel weary? Give me your burdens and allow me to strengthen you for the battles ahead. Mighty is the power of praise and prayer. Stay the course, my people. Stay the course. Volcanic eruptions prepare the way for my troops of wrath. Giants are coming. I will protect those who are mine. The day of my vengeance will come swiftly. The powers of darkness will be allowed to feel like they are in control for a season. Yet know this. I am using control. My power heals up all forces of darkness. Remember Job. Satan could only go as far as I allowed. Giants are coming to fulfill my wrath. Thank you, Lord. Well, shalom, shalom to my brother and my sister. Welcome to the Lord's Hour, your brother in Christ. I'm sorry I have visited over the, over the house. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Men so occupied, have visited over my house. Hallelujah. And thank you, Lord. But God is good. His love and mercy endure forever. We are so close to be going home. Thank you, Lord. We're practically saying goodbye to everyone. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. One of these days, the Lord will come and we will disappear. Hallelujah. We don't need to be afraid for any reason or any purpose but just to trust the Lord. Hallelujah. And know that he is in control. Hallelujah, over everything, our lives, everything going on. Hallelujah, we just need to live in, in faith. Hallelujah, trusting the Lord, not leaning to our own understanding, because we know Jesus is coming. Hallelujah, he says in Psalm 23, 4, Yea, though I will walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod, thy staff, they come for me. Amen. So as long as we know that God is with us, we don't we will fear no evil. My brother and sister, that's what God wants each and one of us to do. To walk under his fear, not under the fear of the enemy. My brother and sisters. Thank you, Lord. It doesn't mean we're not gonna go through the valley of the shadow of death. Of course we will go through but uh, under the fear of God. Joe one A says the Lord says to Satan, Have thou considered my servant Job? There is none like him on the earth, perfect, a perfect and upright man who fear God and scheme evil. Job had no fear of the devil in his life. He kept it away from him. And that's kind of what we need to do, my brother and sister. Amen. But then says, uh, Job 2.3, The Lord said unto Satan, Have thou considered again my servant Job? 
There's none like him on the earth, a perfect, upright man who fear God and scheme evil. Still he does hold fast to his integrity, and thou hast moved me against him to destroy him without cause. Amen. Remember that everything the enemy raised against you and I are without cause. Okay? Because Jesus paid the pride on the cross. And so his blood, his life, justify us. And if we are justified, the Bible says, hallelujah, by him, who can accuse the elect of the Lord, chosen one of the Lord? Amen. Doesn't mean we don't take responsibility for our sin. Of course we do. Amen. But we are justified through Christ, our Lord, our Savior. Amen. That taking responsibility means repent. We repent, my brothers and sisters, and God wants us to stay in repenting, sincere repenting. Because in sincere repenting, amen, you are honestly telling God, I am so sorry, God. And I want to serve you. I want to uh, follow your way. I want to hear you, Lord. And whatever you want me to do, that's what I will do, Lord. Amen. That's what is so important. Thank you, Jesus, that we stay connected to the Lord, that his will be done in our lives no matter what. It's difficult. It's hard. We go through a lot. But you know what? We are more than victorious in Christ, our Lord, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. It says Proverbs 3, 7, Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Amen. So we are not to be wise in our own eyes. Amen. And that, that can happen to any of us. Okay. That sometimes we're, we're so wise that we're not listening to the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So praise you, God. That's what it's all about. His joke is easy. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. It's all about fearing the Lord. Okay, thank you, Jesus. In Jeremiah 26, 19, Him and all the dead, did he not fear the Lord, besought the Lord. The Lord repented of the evil which he had pronounced against them, that might be uh, procure great evil against our soul. In other words, God can declare uh, a judgment, but if the person repents, God can have mercy. Because mercy belongs to the Lord, and mercy triumphs over judgment. That's why mercy, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, is so important. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. The servant of Abraham says in Genesis 24, 27, and he says, Blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who had not left uh, destituted my master from his mercy and his truth. And being on the way, the Lord led me to the house of the master brethren. Amen. Always recognizing when the Lord had mercy on us during whatever time or difficult time we have gone through in life. God's mercy will be there for us, my brother and sister. Genesis 39, 21, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy, gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Notice that what made Joseph great in Egypt was the mercy of the Lord upon his life. Do you, have, do you pray for mercy? Do you ask the Lord to have mercy on you, mercy on your family? That the mercy of God, as it was over Joseph, it was over Jacob, Isaac, and Abraham, be on your life. Again, Genesis 39, 21. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy, gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. 
Teach. Mercy came, come favor from the Lord. And then Joseph is on the top and not below. My brother and sister, his mercy, hallelujah, will triumph over judgment. It will keep you above his mercy, his favor in this time that we're in, evil time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Genesis 43, 14. And God Almighty gave you mercy before them that he may send away your other brother and Benjamin. If he, I am bearer of my children. I am bearer, says Jacob. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Uh, Exodus 15, 13. That thou and thy mercy have left for the people whom thou hast redeemed, thou hast guided them in the strength, in thy strength into thy holy habitations. And God in his strength, almighty strength, is going to lead you and I, hallelujah, in, in his holy habitation. We will have rest with him, my brother and sister, because he and his almighty power will make sure we get there. We're going to get to his holy habitation, his resting place in heaven, by his mighty power. And it will be the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, will be the same power raising you and I. Changing you and I into a glorified body in the days to come. So close, so close. Hallelujah. I was thinking to heaven this week. I had, I've been over prayer, my overnight prayer with God. And I asked the Lord to inter- be, intercede for me before Father. And I said that if, I said to God if he would take me to heaven and show me something that I would share with my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Then I was laying known, okay, God and his grace and mercy, hallelujah, let me know, okay. Praise the Lord. I stayed the course in prayer, hallelujah, and the late hour in prayer when I went to bed. Thank you, Lord. I planned to pray, I believe it was the 2 a.m. and ended up almost at 3 a.m. in prayer. Thank you, Lord, and that's for an hour. Praise you, Lord. Sometimes it's hard for the body to stay longer, but sometimes God wants you to stay longer. And you cannot argue with God. You just got to be obedient. Thank you, Lord. So, hallelujah. I stay in prayer with him an extra hour. I go to bed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord let me know I have to do spiritual battle for an extra hour. Thank you, Lord. And I did. Thank you, Jesus. The presence of God filled, hallelujah, the, 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 the room where I was in prayer with the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And it felt so good, so awesome to be filled with his presence all over the place, all over my life. Hallelujah. By the time I closed my eyes, immediately be, I was being taken to heaven. Hallelujah. Open my eyes in heaven. Thank you, Lord. Third heaven, right with the wedding celebration, is being prepared. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. As, I, as the Lord took me to this place that, in, where, where they were preparing the food for the wedding, the supper of the Lamb of God. And as the Lord said in Matthew 22, that the Lord has prepared all his fatling, has prepared his table, everything's ready, come to the wedding. When he invited those that he wanted to come to the wedding. And just like the word of God says in Matthew 22, I seen all the table prepared in heaven. But what I saw, I saw something special. You know, like we Hispanic people, we like to prepare our own Hispanic food. Back in the island, we, we prepare food in just some, many different ways with different seasoning, you know. And thank you, Lord. We all have our, our, our own different uh, taste of food, flavor, and different things. 
And in heaven, I noticed that some of my Spanish uh, ministers that had gone before me, they they were like in this like this kitchen in heaven preparing food for the wedding supper of the Lamb of God for those Hispanics that were coming to heaven. That was not told to me or revealed to me before. This was something new the Lord wanted to reveal to me that. People, let's say people from Central America, people from the Caribbean, those that be coming into the wedding, there will be food prepared for them to their liking. So how they like it back in Guatemala, Ecuador, Colombia, Venezuela, uh, the island, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, Bermuda, it doesn't matter. It can be Mexican, it can be Canadian, it can be Australian, whatever your food favor is. There are redeems in heaven, people that went before us, that are great cook, and imagine with the wisdom in heaven, full mind being used for it. Okay, they are full being prepared for us, according to how we love it. Okay, and and, and these ministers that I know were in the kitchen. I saw a brother Milton, my brother in Christ, that we did ministry for so many years. Him and I. About 17 and a half years together. So you can imagine how well we know each other. Up in Massachusetts, my brother. He was up there in the kitchen. My, my former pastor was up there, too. He was in the kitchen. They had, they, they had all the kitchen things they needed. Heaven is just so incredible. No wonder earth is a copy of heaven. Okay? Because all the things a professional cook needing on, on earth. In heaven, you have that and beyond. But better a stove, better everything. I'm sure. Uh, it, they look like made of steel, like down here. But you can be sure that they're not going to rot out or, or break or anything like things down here. And they had all the stove, all the pot on it boiling, cooking different things. And as they were preparing all these meals, the redeemed were coming to them. And they were giving them these boats and these, uh, um, how do you say it? Thank you, Lord. Help me out, someone. D- giving them all these different plates and food to bring them to the table. And they were carrying, Bible insisted, all these food to the table for the, for the people that are coming. And I knew right there, right away, oh, man, he's going to prepare the food that we love, Hispanic food. I didn't know there would be Hispanic food in the wedding of Jesus. I thought mostly since Jesus was a Jew, it's Jews, and there's so many dishes, thank you, and all these Jew people, right? You basically think it's, it's, it's a wedding like, like in Israel and all that, but we forget that God had predetermined before the foundation of the earth that although we are truly Jewish by blood through Christ, by the anticipation of the mind of God, and his chosen elected in him, selected in God, to be born in a different island, different country, although we are from heaven already. And now that we like these different food from our country, in this wedding, by the anticipation of mind of God, okay, there will be all kinds of dessert, fruit. I saw, I remember this previous, previous to this revelation, and the other revelation, I saw one of our one of our sister had a whole thing of grapes in her hand, from heaven, freshly. Oh, I never seen grapes so beautiful. I love grapes. I, I I'm growing grapes in my land. Okay, and I was we were able to eat grapes this year. 
And let me tell you, and all these fruit and this big ta- these big, big tables and everything, you can eat as much as, much as you like. I, I ain't going to caution people tonight, though. The heaven is not about a food and drinking, but it's about peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, the Bible says. You don't have to eat in heaven. You're never hungry in heaven. Okay? I, I have to say this. This is important. Because we are talking about food. The Lord talks about food in Matthew 22. How he said he had prepared everything for us. But remember that when we go to heaven, my brother and sisters, it's not about food and drinking. Okay? Not about that. But it's about peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. But since the Lord says in his word, which I, he says, I, he says in Matthew 22, 4, again he sent his other servants to tell them that are invited. Behold, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen, my fatling, and kill. And all these things already come unto the marriage. And this is what it's about. To, for you and I to come, not to get caught up in this world, because that's what a lot of people are doing. They're getting caught up in the things of this world. And instead of preparing and repenting with the Lord, seeking the Lord more than anything else, loving Jesus more than this world, they're getting caught up and loving this world. And this is the time when we need to make a decision for Christ. This is when we need to choose. As Elisha said to the people, choose ye this day who ye are going to serve. You want to come to heaven and enjoy everything Jesus has for you? You need to choose for the Lord. Because the world sounds very entertaining and tempting for what the world is offering in people. But you're going to have to go beyond your emotion, beyond, beyond your want, and choose the Lord. Because right now, where you and I are standing on this earth, we need to choose the Lord. And a lot of people are not doing so. With their lips, God said, these people honor me. But their heart is far, far away from me. There are people who, who praise the Lord with their lips. But with their heart, they love the world. And that people the Lord cannot bring home in the rapture. Even though they call themselves Christian, holy, then thou, the Lord cannot bring them home. It's their heart enough for Jesus. So I'm there, and I'm seeing our brother, brother, my pastor and brother Milton greeted me. Brother Alvy, they were very happy to see me. The Lord brought me there. Thank you, Lord. I was very happy to see them. They were there. Hallelujah, like we've done on the earth when the Lord had us together, always always being a servant to others. How do we serve other people? Because that's what it's all about. We're not here to be served. We're here to serve others. So we're serving the Word. We're preaching the Word. And we're doing whatever we can for other people to come to the wedding, to come to heaven, to come to the Lord. That is what it's all about. So I saw them doing in heaven what I've seen them doing on the earth for people, serving them food. Getting everything ready for people. Because as we do this, we're doing it for the Lord. Because we love the Lord. And we are his servant. And the Bible says his servant was serving. Revelation 21. We're here to serve the Lord. Not ourselves only. Because a lot of people, Jesus said, give for free what freely ye have received. They're not doing so. They're not giving to other people what they freely have received. They're retaining it to themselves. They're being greedy, and the Lord don't want us to be greedy. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. 
So let, let's stay focused on Jesus and let's see what is the will of God, as the Bible says. So I'm there and, and I'm seeing all these things out there. They are horses to the race, but enjoy in peace. Horses to the race or horses in the race for the Lord to get the tables and everything ready for the wedding. All the, 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 you know, first everything is prepared for the wedding, but then the Lord knows that there are people that love this different food and things that people love. And so the Lord has given them all this time, which I'm sure he planned, for people to prepare the things that their family loves, their friends and brothers and sisters love. So I, I, I can see all them raising, I mean, getting all these things done, picking up the food, bringing it to the table. I didn't see no one complaining of being tired or being too busy, nothing like that. They greeted me fine, but they kept doing what they were doing. And I'm looking at all this in heaven, my brothers and sisters, and they're not worried about anything, just doing the will of God. Okay? Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And and then God wanted to speak to me and reveal me something, which I'm going to share tonight that I didn't know neither. I had heard about it, but I didn't know, you know, I heard prophets speaking from the Lord about the Lord taking a few homes before the judgment begins. And, and God was revealing this to me that there will be a few of the Lord chosen one going home before the, the judgment begins. The judgment is about to come. My brother and sister, very, very close. And, and hallelujah, the Lord showed me two brothers in the Lord coming home soon. Two of my closer in the Lord that soon will be living the earth to heaven. Then below that, he showed me one in office coming down in days. God says to me in days. My brother and sisters. Our president are coming down, will be removed. Two will be dying going to heaven, one will be dying going down. My brother and sisters. And I was like, wow. I heard him being removed out of office. But he will be no more shortly. I saw the ticket in his hand about to come down. Within days, God says, as the other two have the ticket on their hand above, coming to heaven, my brother and sisters. God had granted that they come to heaven in these days, and days, God said, and in days for this other one in office to be removed, his ticket to be going down, my brother and sisters. Things are happening quickly. And this word that I'm giving out tonight, within days you're going to see it come to pass, my brother and sister, will be on the news, days from now. As God says, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. My brother and sister, let's get ready with the Lord. Let's get ready with God. Things are happening quickly. My brother and my sisters. God says in Exodus 26, And showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me, and keep my commandment. God's mercy, once someone repents, will pass to their family family after a thousand generations. My brother and sister. It says thousand, not just one. Thousands. 
thousand songs to me more than one because it has the X uh, the S uh, after the thousand. So more than one thousand people. After you repent, after you give your life to Jesus, after you commit your life to the Lord, what comes after you? Let's say you have you get married, you have children, or or, or your family after you. Thousands of people. God will have thousands of will follow your family. So this is why it's wise to serve the Lord now. Because you want your children, children, children to follow after your example. Because God will make sure he fulfill his promise. God is not a man that he will lie, nor the son of man he will repent. God said he will show mercy thousands of them that love him. him. Love me, he says, and keep my commandments. He is faithful to fulfill that. So you can go to heaven and be with God, and God will continue to fulfill his word upon your family. And God can remind them and say through vision and dreams, my servant served me wholeheartedly and is my kingdom. Now I'm having mercy upon you. Seek me. He is faithful. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, the mercy seat, there was a mercy seat in the tabernacle. Exodus 25, 17. Thou shalt make a seat of pure gold. Two cubits and a half shall be the length thereof, and a cubit and a half the breadth thereof. White gold. Gold represents purity and cleansing and process. So those, my brothers and sisters, that are under the mercy of God, are like those that are like golden in God's kingdom that are being put through fire and testing. The kingdom of heaven has so much gold because gold represents holiness and purity, trial and testing. It represents Christ. And we are to be like Christ, golden, pure and holy. Gold gets tested to trial in order for the purity to come out. Unless they put it in the fire, the purity of gold doesn't come out. Any impurity in gold gets removed through the fire. Any impurity in the believer gets removed through the testing of the trial of the fire. My brothers and sisters, our faith which is more precious than gold gets tested through fire. We are like gold. We are golden in the kingdom of God. We are so important to God. My brothers and sisters, so the mercy seat, representing God's mercy in our lives, representing Christ, the mercy, Jesus is mercy. Oh, mercy is Jesus. And we are made under the mercy of God like Christ. My brothers, isn't that incredible? Under the mercy of God, we are made like Christ. So that's why God told Moses, 25, 18, and thou shalt make to serving of gold. Be and where the work that thou makes them, the two end of the mercy seat. Where was the sheriffing at the end of the two of the mercy seat? Because mercy represents Christ, or Christ is mercy. So the sheriffing were there in the corner of the mercy seat over Christ. The sheriffing represents strength, and it represents also holiness. Protection. That means we will have the protection of God through Christ. We will be close to God through Christ, like Christ is close to God. 
my brothers and sisters. And we will we have protection directly from God. Because Jesus having the two cherubim around him means we can also have cherubim around us as a protection. I had asked God to put two sheriffs, even four around my house. And demon cannot come close to my house. And when the sheriff comes down, they're very powerful. Demon flee. And when demon flee, demon cannot come out. When the sheriff is standing there with the sword, demon don't want to come close to the house. My brother, sisters, they represent strength, power. They represent protection. And that's what we get through Christ in our life. My brother and sister, ask for them. Thank you, Jesus. God has plenty of them in heaven. Exodus 25, 19. Make the two share of the one of the end, the other share of the other end, and the mercy sisters you make the share of it and the two end thereof. Now, if a two is made in one side, and the two other two are made on the other two side, that those are four then. On one side of the mercy seat, there were two sheriffs. On the other side, there are two more. Now, that's four to me. Two and two are four. So it's okay to ask for two and two around your house. It means protection over your family. And as long as they are around your house and your house is protected, as long as you don't get into sin, sinning, those sheriffs will remain there standing. Mine have remained standing around my house. And when people come to my house, they can feel the presence of God. When the sheriffs are there strong, the demons are kept out. They try to fight, but they will always lose to the sheriff. Because sheriff is like the maximum protection after God. God has them. Jesus has them. We can ask them. We'll get them too. Thank you, Lord. But God is the maximum protection, though. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Exodus 25, 20. The sheriff to strength for the wind on high, covering the mercy seat. Remember that the mercy seat is Jesus, representing Jesus. See what the wind, see that what the wind, their face shall look to one another, to the mercy seat, shall the face of the cherubim be. My brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Notice that they know how to do the job very well. Besides, the enemy don't want you to ask for sheriff around your house. Because if you do, they, get, they have no chance. They don't play around. They, they keep the enemy out. Barbara, I, I tell you, because there's been time when they're not here, and, and there's an attack coming my way. God allows it. He allowed it over Job. And I began to repent. I began to seek the Lord. I began to ask the Lord. When I asked the Lord to send them, and they come, boom. Everything, the air gets clear, the room, the house gets clear, the land gets clear. They're standing there. Demons flee. If they try to stay, they'll cut them to pieces. They don't play around. The sheriff will cut them to pieces. So they know not to say. They run like running from fire. My brother and sister, I love to have them around my house. They're awesome and they're great. The Lord the other day allowed me to speak with a couple of them. There was, I believe, two sheriffs, two, two seraphim, and two uh, archangels. And the Lord allowed me to speak with them. I brother Larry used to speak with them. And I began to have a conversation with them. Oh, man, what they, 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 when they speak to you, they speak to you with so much joy and peace in the Lord. Now, my them are afraid for no chance. They're, not, they're never afraid. 
God is with them. Almighty power, God is with them. God allowed me to have a conversation with them. And knowing that they were here and we were having this conversation was awesome. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. God will give us in Christ, through Christ, whatever we ask. That's why when you study the tabernacle and you understand, like, the mercy seat that is Christ, and why did the cherub were put around the mercy seat, representing Christ? Why is Jesus, God Almighty, having mercy on us? We're coming under the mercy seat. We're being one with the mercy seat. Imagine the cherub protected the mercy seat. We come to be in one with the mercy, where mercy, which is Christ Jesus our Lord. We get that protection. You have no idea how powerful that is. People pray for Psalm 91 angels. He will send his angel around them to keep them, protect them. My brother and sister, they miss to understand the sheriff that they can have around their home all day long, that no evil can come close to their homes. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Verse 25, Exodus 25, 21. And that should put the mercy seat above upon the ark. And the ark that thou should put the testimony that I shall give thee. Notice what the mercy seat was put on. Why upon the ark? Because they were about to confront many enemies. The Hittite, the Hebatite, all these nations that were very wicked and evil. And besides, they have fallen angel among them. This nation, like today, have fallen angels, my brothers and sisters. And having the, the sheriff about the, about the ark in the mercy seat, over the uh, side of the mercy seat, will let the enemy know, hey, they got sheriff for them. We better get out of here. We, may, we better move aside. See, it's what represents the enemy. See, the enemy is not afraid of you. The enemy is afraid of God. So you need to understand that as long as that God is for you, that's why the Bible says, who can come against you? Nobody can if God is for you. But imagine if God leaves you to yourself, leaves the fight to you, you'll lose. The enemy is not afraid of you. He's been around for a long time. My brothers, he knows how to fight. But he will always lose against God. Remember that. Thank you, Lord. Exodus 25, 22, there I will meet with thee. I will commune with thee from the above mercy seat. Look what God says. Please listen to God, what God says. There I will meet with you. Through mercy, God meets with you. Okay? I will commune with thee. This is what relationship to Christ is. Communication with him. From above the mercy seat, from between the two sheriffs, Cherubims, and which are upon the ark of testimony, and all which I give thee in the, in the commandment unto thy children of Israel. God said he would do this. My brother and sister, communion came from the mercy seat. Communion from God through Christ to us today. We can have, because we are under the mercy seat. We are one with Christ, cherubims around our house, around our life, continuously. Could you imagine if you had them? Keep the demons away. So what are you fighting now? My brother and sister, if you had that protection, 
demon will leave you alone. They have to watch out for themselves. They have to watch out when you don't have it anymore so they can come against you. Because if you have it, they lose automatically. This is what people don't understand. But it gives you the chance, the opportunity now to communicate with God. Because if you're always rebuking demons, how do you talk to the Lord? When do you have time to talk to the Lord? You don't have that time because you're always rebuking demons. Thank you, Lord. If you're always rebuking demons, then you don't have time to be in communication with the Lord. There I will miss with you. This is the Lord saying, with thee. I will commune with thee from about the mercy seat. From the between the two cherubim, which I upon the ark of testimony, and all the things which I will give you thee, in the commandment unto thy children. Notice how important it is for the Lord to commune with us, to communicate with us, to talk to us, my brother and sister. A lot of people, for some reason, don't want the Lord to talk to them, because they know there are things in their lives that are not pleasing to the Lord. My brother and sister, through mercy He can. And through mercy, he can rebuke us. And as long as we love the Lord, we're serving the Lord wholeheartedly, it's okay for him to rebuke us. He called the people and said, come back unto my rebuke, says the Lord. When you come to the rebuke of the Lord, it's, Lord, if you tell me that you don't like these things in my life, I'm willing to put them away, Lord. If you don't like the way I dress, Lord, I'll change my ways, Lord. Teach me, Lord. Reveal to me. A lot of people don't like that level of communication with the Lord because that comes on, on the sincere repenting. If the Lord says, my daughter, I don't want you to color your hair anymore or put lipstick on you anymore, some people are not too happy with the Lord. I don't know what kind of Christianity it is. What do you mean I cannot put lipstick on my, or this and that on my face? Or I cannot color my hair? Sister said to me, a few years ago, Brother Abby, should I color my hair? I said, dear sister, <clears throat> let's take it in prayer with the Lord. And the Lord spoke to her and said, no, my daughter. Okay? And, and, and she was like, Brother Abby, she came back to me. The Lord spoke to me after we had this conversation. I took it in prayer with the Lord. The Lord said he didn't like me coloring my hair, Brother Abby. And I said, sister, I had an idea that he didn't. Once you know the Lord, once you commune with the Lord, you communicate with him daily, the Lord lets you know what pleases him and what he doesn't like. He'll tell you. But if he's not telling you, it's because the Lord also knows your heart that you know you will not be willing. You will not be willing. But as you tell the Lord, I am willing, Lord. Salvation to me is more important. My brother and sister, salvation is more important. Because what is to a man or a woman to win the whole world and lose his soul? A man, which include women, to win the whole world and lose his soul. My brother and sister, we don't want to be there. We don't want to go there. Whatever the Lord wants us to change, we need to be willing. Hallelujah. It's important. We dress, we live for the Lord. However he wants it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Exodus twenty six thirty four, And thou shalt put thy mercy seat upon the ark and the testimony on the most holy place. Notice that the mercy seat which represents Christ was put in where? 
in the most holy place? Where is our relationship with Christ in the most holy place? That's the level of communication that we should have the Lord with the Lord in the most holy place. Is your communication with God holy or is it just like anybody else? You have to decide because you are the one repenting. You are the one seeking God. You want to meet God to talk to you all the time? Take it to the holy of holy. Repent of your sins. Seek him in, seek him in righteousness and in holiness. And say, Lord, I want to serve you where I will please you, Lord. Not just please my, my neighbors, my friend, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife. It's where you will please the Lord. That's where you want to serve him. Hallelujah. And then you'll hear the Lord talking to you. Sometimes I was spending time here talking with the visitor I had over my house. The Lord was speaking to me. I can hear the voice of the Lord confirming certain things. My brother and sister, I noticed that when I am walking with him, I'm seeking his Lord holiness and righteousness, and I'm repenting, and I'm in communion with the because the Lord will spend hours talking, telling you this, all the things we don't know, we don't understand. You're not getting your information from secondhand. You're getting it from the Lord, firsthand, the Lord, telling you how things are going to come about. And you see, and then you see them come to pass exactly as he said. He gets all glory, all praise. He's leading us. He's guiding us. He's telling us, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I love it because in heaven, he'll speak to me face to face. Sometimes he comes down here and speaks to me face to face. No no dark mirror, no broken mirror, nothing. Face to face. As he spoke with Moses and Abraham, he speaks to me. My brother and sister. Hallelujah. It's just repenting what he wants from us. None of us is better than another. It's just repenting. Exodus 36. That should put before the veil by the ark of the testimony, before the mercy seat that is over the testimony, where I will meet with thee. You get in holiness and righteousness with the Lord, he will meet you there. There is a place for God of holiness and righteousness in Christ. He'll meet you there any time or any hour of the day if you seek him this way. And you, you will find yourself talking with him face to face there. Or you will hear him talking to you clearly. Not a faraway voice. Not someone that you don't know and cannot identify. You will hear the, the voice of Jesus. You will hear the voice of God. My brother and sister. Hallelujah. He'll tell you his plan. He'll tell you. I just heard him say yes. He'll tell you what he's going to do. God, Jesus never spoke in secret. When he spoke, he spoke to the multitude. He let them know God's plan, God's agenda. Never in secret, always in the open. Why do people today think that God is in, all in secret today? He will revere. He says to Jeremiah, call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show you things that you will not know of. He's still the same God of Jeremiah. His heart is for you and I. His heart is for his people. He wants to reveal things to you and I that we not know of. When I said to fathers, reveal me things I don't know. He took me and revealed me these things that are being prepared in heaven for us, the bride of Christ. Things that we're going to like. Things that we're going to love. 
And it's not that heaven is about food, eating and drinking, but it's about joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Exodus 31, 7. In the tabernacle of the congregation of the ark of the testimony and the mercy seat they were upon and all the furniture of the tabernacle. Notice how everything that was in the tabernacle was holy, was separated unto the Lord. Because everything in our life in relationship with God is holy, separated unto the Lord. Exodus 33, 19, and he says, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. I will proclaim thy name, hallelujah, of the Lord before thee. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord is so good. A brother says to me, Brother Elvi, I would like to go home and be in with the Lord. And I was in prayer with Jesus. And Jesus spoke to me and said, let him know that if he asked me to come home with me, I will grant it and I will bring him home to heaven. I will bring him home with me. I said, yes, Lord, I will let him know. Thank you, Lord. God loves us, and he is for us. And if God is for us, who's against us, it's valuing our relationship with him, humbling ourselves, that with, now you lift, you honor him, and your heart is far away from him. That's not what God wants you to be in this hour. Honoring only him with your lips. And your heart is far away from him. God said to the prophet Isaiah, these people with the list worship me, but the heart is far away from me. Hallelujah. They argue with Isaiah. They argue with the prophet. My brother and sister, but Isaiah spoke what God said to speak to him, to say to the people. He says, Exodus 34, 7, keep mercy, keeping mercy for thousands Forgiving iniquity and transgression for sin. And I will be by no means how clear the guilty. Visiting the iniquity of the father upon the children, upon the children's children, unto the third and fourth generation. I've been repenting unto the fourth generation. My brother and sister. First, second, third, fourth generation of my family line for any transgression. Because the Bible says he visits the iniquity to the fourth generation. And if our generation, as there were people in our generational line, these are called generational sins. If there are people in our generational line that have sinned against the Lord, for witchcraft, worshiping demons, whatever it is, black magic, sorcery, whatever they did, and they died and did not repent it. They went to hell in the temple. That iniquity come upon the children, children, unto the fourth generation. And that's if we say, Lord, I'm so sorry for any sin. I worship in devil, worship in demon, witchcraft, surgery, black magic. In my generational line through my father and my mother's side, from first, second, third, fourth generation, unto Adam and Eve. So sorry, Lord. I repent, Lord. I truly repent, Lord Jesus. I am so sorry for what they performed, for what they did, what they practiced. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me, Lord, in Jesus' name, for what Jesus did on the cross. I bring it to the feet of the cross under the blood of Jesus. 
Hallelujah, Lord. And when you confess the sin, when you confess the iniquity, and the blood of Jesus cleanses you from what they did, man, no weapon formed against you will prosper. God will remove the accusation of the devil over your life. Some people live with the devil accusing them all the time because their family were not, I said, an easy cookie. They practice things that they didn't care. They didn't know what they were practicing. They worshiped the devil. They worshiped fallen angels. They did all kinds of evil. My brother insisted. Three, four generations ago, two generations ago, and then the devil comes and accuses us for that. Then repent. Stop it right there. When you repent, the blood of Jesus cleanses you and goes back to the generation cleanses them. And that's it. It's done. It's dealt with. I know a lot of people don't believe in generational sin. Bring it under the cross. Bring it under the blood of Jesus. End it. Don't give ammo to the devil. Don't give them bullet against you. Repent. And whatever it is that they was accusing you of. And wash the it away. He cannot use that anymore. The devil cannot use nothing that is there. If you have repented those things. I remember people years ago who was going through these problems. Sickness and so much more. The devil kept coming again accusing them of sickness and stuff. And I said repent. Wow, across America and around the world, people began to repent these things. They were getting back to me how the freedom they were getting, healing they were getting, the miracle they were getting. Even prosperity came to the life through repenting those things. A family from Texas was telling me how cursed they were and their land and their home. Since they moved there, their grandmother was dying. Everything was going south. They were broke. And when they heard me here on the Lord's Tower, Back in 2012, 2013, to repent this generation of curse, they have to fast and pray. Fast and pray. Take it in fast and prayer. And they began to fast. They called the family to fast and pray. Brothers and sisters, within weeks, they began to see the change right away. Everything turned around. It was like all darkness, and it was like someone turned a light over their everything. Everything, their, their health, their, their prosperity. They had no money and things began to happen to them. Doors began to open. It was like night and day. Oh, and they, they were thanking me. Oh, they were contacting Oh, thank you, Brother Elvis. What a blessing. Hallelujah. After the grandmother was dying, now that she, she was getting better, health was coming for her. Everything was changing, my brother and sister. See, that's a sign when, every, when there are things going wrong in your life and you see no change, it might be a generational curse. Take it in repentance of the Lord. Break that. Set it under the blood of Jesus, under the cross. Because that's where he defeated all his enemies on the cross. Take it under the cross in prayer. Fast and pray if you have to. And watch it change. The principality that was coming against you through that, it's gone. And the coast is clear now. Your enemies are gone. Women, where, where are they that accuses you now? They're gone. That's it. Once the Lord has forgiven you, where are they that accuses you, woman? Jesus said to that woman. She got up. She wiping her tears. She looking around. She sees nobody. That's what happens when you break the curse. 
They're gone. And that's what you need. That's what you want in your life. You don't want to have all these enemies with stone on their hand ready to throw it against you because of your, what your family did. Break that. Repent that. Break it in Jesus' name. Whom the Son set free, is free indeed. He wants to set you free. So there was the accuser, not the Lord. Go to the Lord to set you free. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And be set free. Praise the Lord. Back in the Old Testament, Esther 35, 12, the veil was over the covering of the mercy seat. The ark that stayed there off with the mercy seat and the veil covering. This is the veil that would tear after Jesus said, it is done. After Jesus died, it was done. The veil tear in two. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. God will do it with anyone. It doesn't matter who it is. Man, woman, child, elder. Hallelujah. I get contacted by people from different countries, different nations, language, of the things that God is doing after they've been listening and repenting. They thank me, but I said, no, 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 no. Thank the Lord. I wish I can help more people to get there. But some people are having a tough time listening and receiving it. And that's very difficult because then how do you do that? How do you get them to listen for a second and receive it, especially when you read it right off the pages of the Bible? And you say, look what the Lord said. If you do this, you will get this a hundred times, a hundred percent from God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I believe it. I remember when you asked prayer for them, we pray. I know it was coming. I said it was coming from the Lord. And the Lord is faithful. Hallelujah. The Lord can do with anyone. Thank you, Lord. The Lord can open the door. The Lord can provide. The Lord can make it possible. Thank you, Jesus. We just got to claim it, proclaim it, declare it. Hallelujah. Exodus 37, 6. He made the mercy see a pure gold. Two cubits and a half was the land thereof. The cubit and a half there, the breath thereof. Because a lot of people pray for mercy. But do you really understand mercy through the word of God? This is what I'm doing tonight. I'm explaining it to you through the Old Testament so you can get an idea. The mercy is Jesus. A mercy is available for you and I from God through Christ our Lord. He made the mercy seem a pure gold. That when, when God made something pure, especially like gold, when Peter talks about our faith, which is it's like he compared it to gold. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Our faith is like gold. Our life to him is like gold. Why do you think we are put to test all the time? You know, when we are tested more, because we need it. When God put us through more tests, it's because we need it. But sometimes we get we get angry at God for going through so many tests. If we can understand the benefit of the test from God, we weed what we thanking Him and not getting mad. Can you imagine when you get a hard test from God? You turn around, you say, "Look, God, I praise you. I thank you for this test." Because I know you have a purpose and a plan through this test for my life. 
And I'm going to be better off when you bring me through this test, Lord. How many people can say that to God? The disciples did it in the book of Acts. They were praising God for the test. That they, were, they were being whipped, and they were thanking God for it. That's the level of maturity in the Lord that each one of us can get there with the Lord's help. Jesus explained to me years ago up in Massachusetts, I remember, the benefit of the test of Father into our life. The Father given the test, he applied it to us, but a lot of time we don't pass them because we're murmuring complaints and we say, I can no more, God. We want to quit. So then God gives us a reset. We can call it a reset. A time to rest. And a month or two or three, and then he'll bring back the same test he was giving us three, three, four months ago. And then we fail again. Then he gives us another reset and wait. But we're not supposed to be going through that, Jesus explained to me. If we ask the Lord to help our pastor says, the Lord will gladly help us, and we will come off better on the, on the other side. Job, after he passed his test, Job was better off, the Bible says. More beautiful daughter and more prosperity than what he had before. He was better off. And then a better relationship with God also. Because before he heard about the Lord, but now he said, my eyes see you. That's a level, another level of closeness to God that Job came to by going to the trial he went through. Some people say, I don't want to go to the test that Job went through. If God puts you through that test and you praise him like Job, instead of cursing him, and God, when God brings you to the other side, you are going to be better off. Because any, everything that you didn't have before, you're going to have a time now, a hundred times fall in your life. Why some people have these things and that other thing? Because when God put them to the test years ago, they said, here I am, Lord. And they didn't murmur. They didn't complain. They, they stood to the test. They passed the test. And now they're in a place where God can prosper them and give them this and give them that. Because they stood to the time with God. They didn't back away. They didn't complain. They, say, they didn't say, God, I'm leaving you because this is too hard. They stood with the Lord, and the Lord helped them. And now they're in a position to receive don't be envy of them, you know, my brother and sister. Just ask God that you want to pass your test also like they did, like Job. You want to you want to pass to the other side like Job, that you heard the Lord through the preacher. Now you want to see Jesus face to face. You want the Lord to speak to you directly. That's what that's what Job got to with God. First he heard him before. Now it's face to face with God. Don't you want to get there? Are you okay with God speaking to you once in a while? Don't be okay with that. You you want to come to that face-to-face, one-on-one, like Abraham, where the Lord can come to Abraham any time of the day and speak with Abraham. Do not, do not leave from me, Lord, until I wash your feet and serve you. Sarah, go prepare a lamb for, to serve it, to give it to the Lord. The Lord cannot leave without eating Abraham's meal. The Lord came from heaven with a better meal. They want Abraham had. But Abraham would not let the Lord leave until he would prepare a meal for the Lord. Abraham was a true servant of the Lord. He had a heart for Jesus. My brother and sister, do not leave, Lord, until I serve you. Praise you, Lord. 
Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, that we may be like Abraham. Exodus 37, 7. He made two cherubim of gold, beaten out of the peace that he made them of the two end of the mercy seat. Why do they need it to be beaten? Another type of preparation. God doesn't just <coughs> give. Uh, you know, the Bible says, ask and thou shalt receive. But God doesn't give you the process how you will receive it. Okay? Ask and thou shalt receive. There's no condition there. But in the moment you begin to ask, he begins to prepare you for it to receive. You notice the difference? Some of, some of us, some of the older in the Lord, they've been around for a few, a few over 30 years. We know how it is when you begin to ask. You begin to go through tests and trials to be prepared to receive what you're asking for. My brother and sister. <laughs> he says, Exodus 37, 7, he made two cherubim of gold. How do they become to being so close to God? The cherubim. Being out of, out of one piece made them on the two end of the mercy seat. No one comes to God unless he brings them. But their tests trials are beaten, were beaten, beaten by God. That's how some people have described it. How, how are you, brother, today? Oh, I'm being beaten by God. Okay? We are our peace. We're a special peace in the hands of God. And in order to fit where we need to fit, where God wants us to fit, we're being beaten. Like the sharing. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Exodus 37, 8. The sheriff of the end of the other side, another of the sheriff on the other side out of the mercy seat. He made he the sheriffing the two in us. 37, 9. The sheriffing spread out their wind over the high, covering up the mercy seat with their wind, with their face to one another toward the mercy seat with their face to the cherubim. And the ark of the testimony stayed there off in the mercy seat. All these preparations, all these beaten were to set them in a position in God where they will have the blessing to be in close with God. You want to have that blessing? Jesus took me to heaven to where his throne is in heaven. There he showed me pieces. The pieces I saw next to his throne were men and women of God. I, I remember that time I saw Sister Chu Thomas standing there as a piece of the Lord. My brother Larry DeMaris. I see myself there also and other people there too. Other brothers and sisters. This peace was close to the throne of Jesus. And Jesus brought them there. There are special pieces to the Lord that have been beaten to test and trial in order for them to have a blessing to be in close to Jesus. There's no other way, my brother and sister. There's no other way. The word of God is the truth and the life by Jesus. Jesus is the word. No one comes to the Father except through this word, except through Christ. He's the word. Thank you, Lord. Exodus 40, 20. He took and put the testimony into the ark. He set the stay of the ark. He put the mercy upon the ark. Hallelujah. Everything is under his mercy. Notice how he put the mercy upon the ark. You and I are under his mercy. Okay? His mercy. He went to the cross because of mercy and love for you and I. It's mercy. It's sufficient. 
to you and I. Whatever you and I are going through, his mercy is sufficient. He can only bring us home through the rapture by his mercy. And be, in, be enough to get us there, testing and trials. But some of us, I don't say us, but some, their test the Lord has given them that they are rejecting. And it's, those tests are to bring them home in the rapture. So the Lord showed me they have to stay in the great tribulation because they're not ready for the rapture. My brother, it's not only a few, not, not a lot. Thank you, Lord. Leviticus 16:2. The Lord said unto Moses, Speak unto Aaron, my brother, that he come not all the time unto the holy place within the veil. Again, I read it again. The Lord said unto Moses, Speak unto Aaron, thy brother, that he come not all the time unto the holy place within the veil, before the mercy seat which is upon the ark, that he die now, for I will appear in the cloud upon the mercy seat. What was happening here? What was happening here, remember that Aaron is the first high priest known unto us next to Moses. Well, we know Abraham was a high priest type. But in this regard, or Melchizedek, which is the Lord anyway, but in this regard, Aaron is the high priest chosen by God. But Aaron was not yet pure holy and righteous, made by the Lord only, because this is only by Jesus. Remember what he told his disciples, without me there's nothing you can do. You can be repenting all day long, but if you're not asking Jesus to help you, you're being prideful. You can be prideful while you're repenting. Even. You can you can be humbling yourself. You can also be prideful about humbling yourself. So God have mercy on us. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. The Lord said unto Moses, Speak unto Aaron thy brother, that he comes not all the time unto the holy place within the veil, before the mercy seat, which is upon the earth. Someone prideful, Aaron could have said back to Moses, Wait a minute, Moses. Aren't you, aren't you trying to be better than me? Because I can go to the Lord any time. You're telling me that I cannot go? You see where the order of God comes into place? The ordinance of God. God told Moses to tell him not to be coming there all the time. But Aaron could have said, I am the high priest. I can come there whenever. Because I've been given that title. It's not about title, my brother and sister. It's about obedience. It's about that when God said that you should not do a certain thing, he said, okay, Lord. Brother, all he told me this, I'm going to take it into prayer, Lord, with you. That's all you do. You don't have to argue. You don't have to get mad or angry at anyone. Just take it before the Lord and pray and say, Lord, brother says so and so. What thou, what says thou, Lord? You see? And look at the reason God says to Moses about his brother Aaron. Why he should not be coming all the time. One of the consequences that was going to happen to Aaron is that he dieth not. That he will not die. Some disobedience has a consequence of death. When God uses that to speak to someone, sometime, my brother. And if the person don't have discernment, don't seek the Lord in repentance. The person can die. My brother and sister. 
God have mercy. Because there's been cases like that in the Lord's Tower of people that have died after I have given a word that they have rejected. Then I find out the person is dead, and I didn't even know. My brother and sister, it is sad sometimes, but that's a fact. For I will appear in the cloud upon the mercy seat. See, by the Lord appearing upon the mercy seat in the cloud, we'll, get, we'll have mercy and Aaron to get right with God. It's all about being obedient, getting right with God, with us. That's why we repent daily. So we, we can have an opportunity now perish on the way. Why did so many perish on the way from, from Egypt when the purpose of God was to save them and bring them into a land that will flow with milk and honey? Because they were not obedient. I was, I was meditating that when God told Moses to rise a serpent, after the serpent was biting the people and the people were dying, God's gold made a serpent of silver. And was it silver? I'm thinking it was silver. I believe it was silver. So we were reading that in Daniel, okay? Because it was made out of steel, and I believe one was silver. So that when Moses will raise a serpent, people will look upon it, which represented the feet of Christ, were under his feet. My brother and sister. Remember the Bible said, all his enemy under his feet. That God will put all the enemy under the feet. You know that when we sin, immediately we become under the feet of Jesus? Because we become an enemy too. When we sin again, we come under the feet of Jesus as an enemy too. This is why we need to repent quickly. My brother insisted. When the children of Israel sinned and were biting by the serpent, they were dying. Quickly, Moses went in obedience by the guidance of the Lord to make the serpent of silver and raise it up. And when Moses was raising the serpent, that whosoever will, will look at the serpent will live. But this, there was one problem that I want to get to there. The people were crawling from the wilderness. The serpent was put on high, like up on a hill. Like Christ being put up on a hill, the cross. They could not see the cross from far because out of the many things, trees or whatever, whatever the situation was, they were crawling. Some of them had to crawl to get there, and some of them die on the way going there. My brother and sister, what I want to say to you is this: the people, in order to get to where the serpent cross-like was that Moses rise it took them faith to get there and some because they didn't have faith to get there they die on the way and that's the part that I miss I've been reading this for so many years over 30 years and I never noticed why God told them that when they were being bitten by the serpent to get to the to the silver serpent let me look it up in John thank you Lord I didn't see that faith is what would take for them to get there. My brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Uh, uh, John uh, three fourteen, and Moses lifted up the serpent. I mean, from 13. Hallelujah. 
12. I have not told you earthly thing that you believe not. How should you believe if I tell you heavenly things? Remember, it's all about faith, Jesus talking. No man had ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man who was in heaven. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so much shall the Son of Man be lifted. Now, the serpent was lifted upon a hill. The cross was set up upon a hill also. My brother and sister. Okay? To get to that hill, my brother and sister, was difficult. Okay? And it took faith. And a lot of people die in the in the way getting there because they wanted to get there, but it was not uh, by faith, my brother and sister. They wanted to get there to be healed, healed from the, the serpent bit, uh, uh, killing them, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. Again, Exodus 8. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let me let me read some of this because this, this is going to help us. It's verse 15. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 13. Thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, who brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage, prideful. If you were being prideful, you will not make it to what the serpent was. Okay? Verse 15, who led thee through the great terrible wilderness where, where fierce serpent and scorpion and drought, where there was no water, who brought thee forth out of the rock of flint, who fed thee in the wilderness with manna which thou, Father, knewest not, that he might humble thee, that he might prove thee to thee good in the latter end. So what is he saying here? Let, let me. It's the same thing we're reading in Exodus that God is saying here. When God says that he will prove thee, it that he will test you. Okay, there was another word there that, I, that it says in, in, in Exodus. My brother and sister, be in out of the peace that made them be in you, test you, try you, however you want to see it. Who fed thee in the wilderness with manna which thou thy father knoweth not, that he may humble thee, that he may prove thee, that he may test thee, and that test comes with approval. When you pass your test, you get approved by God. To thee, to do good, excuse me, on the latter end. You see, it's to bring you to be better off, to good, to do good to you. This is why this trial God does in our lives. So this is why the disciples, when they learn this, they praise the Lord for the trial and testing. This is why Job, he, when he tear his garment, got on his knees and praised God. Because at that very moment he understood God was bringing him to a higher level in God, a better blessing. And if you don't let, learn to let go of the old and you want to hold on to it, no, God, I don't want to let this go. No, 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 please. I want to keep this. 
And God saying, let go, my daughter. Let go, my son. I'm bringing you to a better place, a better position in God, a better blessing. In God, we need to learn, learn to let go and let God. Let go and let God. My brother and sister. And thou say in thy heart, my power in my mind, in my hand, hath gotten me this well. That's pride. You see? If it's not the way that the Lord is your way, and then you'll be prideful about it. And you will not give glory to God. My brothers and sisters. Verse 18, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For here he that giveth thee the power to give wealth, that he may establish his covenant, for he sworn unto thy father that is this day. You see? It's to establish you. To make you better off. That he brings us to test and trial. My brother and sisters. It's for our own good, he says. That, verse 19, that it should be that if thou all forget the Lord thy God and walk after all other gods and serve them, worship them and testify against you this day, that you should surely perish. Where is America who was raised by God is heading now? Worshiping fallen gods. God with a, with a little g. The God with little g of America, they call them. They are forgotten the Lord, as he said. And it should be that if thou I all forget the Lord, America is forgetting God. God, and walk after other gods with little g. And G and S, they're more than one. America is getting more than one. And the great tribulation in the street of America, you will have several gods with little g walking around. A thousand foot tall fall. A thousand foot tall. I saw them walking in America. God with little g. They have no power compared to our God. But that's what America wants. That's what America can get. Whatever you want, you get. If you want Christ, you get Christ. If they want the devil, they'll get the devil. My brother and sister. Ask and thou shalt receive. He said, you get what you ask for. America is asking for the devil, they're going to get it. They're asking for the little G, they're going to get it. The world is asking for the little G, they're going to get it. Instead of asking God for Christ, they're asking God for other things. And they're going to get it. Verse 20, as the nation which the Lord destroyed before your face, soldiers shall perish because you will not be obedient unto the voice of the Lord your God. How do you know people are heading that way? They're not listening to the Lord. The voice of the Lord is about their head and not in their heart anymore. They're not listening to the Lord. The words just go over them because they're not listening. And that will lead them to perish, to lose everything they have. People in this nation are about to lose everything they have, and they don't even know. Within days, days away, this nation will be broke. We'll have nothing. What is the hope of them, the hope for this nation? They're hoping for nothing. Is that the will of God? No. If you hope for Christ, you hope for everything. But if your hope is not for Christ, you'll lose everything. God wants us to hope for him. 
The Lord told me that whoever joined the army of America will become his enemy because America is preparing to come against Israel. America will fight Israel. The rest of the world will fight Israel. Anyone who will join the army will be fighting God, and God will not spare them. We want God to have mercy on us and spare our lives. Whoever joins the army of America, the Navy, the Marine, will be the enemy of God, and God's sword will not spare them. They will find themselves in hell complaining, crying with a lot of bitterness in them. My brother and sister, the sword of God would not spare them. When Father spoke to me this stern message, I'm not sparing those that will join the army in America, that they will become his enemy. I was shaken by the revelation and the word a couple of weeks ago. I knew that I had to bring the message as he gave it to me. But, but some people are not getting it. The choice for the Lord is now. The commitment with the Lord is now. It cannot be put off anymore. Anyone putting it off will find themselves fighting God. A lot of people will find themselves in the sight of God's enemy very soon. In days from now, maybe months. And will wonder. How come I'm, in, I'm on this side? Because when God told you to choose this day, who ye are going to serve? You're going to make a decision for the Lord. you got to understand, some of us who will not join the army will be put in jail or in FEMA comes. I'm hoping I am not one of them. I'm hoping with the Lord's help, three days of darkness coming will be changed on form. They won't be able to touch us. We will, we will be faster than light. We, but if God allows for the church to be tested, as he showed me years ago, that there has to come a shakening among the church. And I'm still here. I have watched so many of my brothers and sisters go home and are in heaven. And I can see them full of joy and peace in heaven. But I know I got a work to do before I go home, and I'm doing it. My brother and sister, God help us. There's a shaking coming. California will be destroyed within days. Eastern Sudan is coming within days. America's future is about to be shown within days. The world is about to see a change. Like they cannot imagine. The Lord showed me this plane is about to land. Change is coming like people could not imagine. My brothers and sisters, God will keep us, will keep his and protect his. But everything they have will be taken away. The Antichrist wants to take the riches away from people. Leave their bank account broke. Listen. They're going to implement that anyone who have any money in their bank soon will have to be fully vaccinated and fully RFID in the right hand or on the forehead. My brother and sister, fully, fully. 
you will not be able to work all by yourself, as the Bible says in Revelation 13. And this is all being prepared by the Fed right now in America, by the federal government. All banks in America are already being brought to the law that Biden passed last year, the CBDC digital dollar. And if banks don't want to come under the CBDC, they have to close down and move. And that's what's been happening in America. I told you about this last year. A lot of people made fun of me. Since I said that thousands of banks in America have closed down, you never want to make fun of a prophet of the Lord, especially when we hear from the Lord. Because then you will have the painful truth in your face. I told people this this same time last year, that the economy will be in trouble, and the banks that will not join the CBDC soon will find themselves in big trouble. A lot of people heard what banks put up on the West Side and totally disagreed with me last year. And I told them, we will see. Because I know I'm listening, I'm hearing what the Lord is saying. I know. And the Lord has confirmed to other people that what I'm saying is come from him too. But a lot of people may find him mocked and say, oh, what's see, beloved, he said this. And look, thousands of banks, since I said that in America, have closed down. Some people that the bank had closed down have taken their money. And now they're realizing, wow, what he said it was true. Watch more true coming to pass in the days to come. My brother and sister, they're going to get it to whether it's only two or three banks in America, major banks. Even credit union will be closed down in America in the days to come. People that think they have their money secure, they, they will take away their bank. They have to get a lawyer to get their money or to get some other money, which they were not going to get. They'll pay a lawyer for nothing in the days to come. It's better to listen to the Lord. When someone say, you said this, yes, I heard it from the Lord. God is never wrong. It's just things don't happen how people want them to happen. It happens how the Lord said they're going to happen. Simply. My brother and sister. I said, I don't know how many people, we are listening from Australia. I said, if Australia doesn't join China soon, Australia is going to be in financial trouble. Australia... So many companies move out of Australia. The government is practically broken Australia. Australia. And what are they doing today, this month in Australia? They're joining China through the market in order to survive because they're broke. Food prices in Australia are very high. Since last year, they are triple, quadruple. How did all this happen this way? Well, I mentioned it last year that that would have to happen. People, oh, no, Australia, United States will help Australia. Okay, we'll see. Now Australia is joining China in many ways because they, they are suffering. My brothers and sisters, I am telling you, what is coming in the days to come will leave people broke. Broke. We'll have over 137 million people in America soon broke. 
my brothers, I said last year that they will start cutting back Social Security on people. And that's exactly what the government been doing. And now a lot of people have lost. People have contacted me to let me know. They took away the Social Security money. The food stamps are gone. Now tell that the family with children. Go ahead. My brother and sister, they did not listen. They did not prepare. If you don't listen to God through his prophet, man, there was there were days when the prophet spoke that everyone took their hat and listened in America and say, thank you, Lord, for warning us. Those days are gone. People don't listen anymore as they used to. So they suffer the consequence. My brother and sister, I am telling you, there are people listening that they're going to go to the bank account very soon and find no money. The bank account will be closed. This is, a, this is more than days, days from where we're speaking. My brother and sister, things are moving so fast that a lot of people cannot keep up with it. Cannot keep. They cannot keep. There's a change coming from here to the end of December in this country. Change. By January, February, and March, you're going to see changes that you're going to say, Brother Elvis, you spoke about these changes all year long last year. It was still here by next year. You're going to say, Brother Elvis, you were talking about these things last year. And look what we are. My brother and sister, I heard about Chase Bank beginning to, to, to close, to lay off thousands of people. I think it's about 100,000 people. My brother and sister, banks that are supposed to be strong in this country already laying off people and owing so much money they cannot pay it. Bank of America is already in trouble. You're going to see Wells Fargo and Citizen Bank in trouble. And people got money in those banks, and they'll say, wow. This is why the Lord told us that our trust needs to be in Him. That if your bank, your money disappears, who do you have? The Lord. It don't matter if everything disappears as long as we're trusting in the Lord. Doesn't He feed the bird of the air, He says? The grass of the field, He dressed. He told us these things. Why do you think he told all these things? Because there will come a day where we will not have a shelter, a roof under above our head. My brother and sister, some people who did not listen to us a few years ago are living under a bridge today. I feel sorry for them. I truly do. When someone contacts me and says, Brother, I lost my house to the bank. Because I lost my job and I could not pay off. You mentioned that on your program. Can you imagine that, getting those emails? You feel so bad for people. They're like, wow. My brother and sister. Because the, the whole idea is to prepare, prepare your relationship with the Lord first. Seek Him with all your heart. And know that if He feeds the bird of the year, if He dresses the grass that is today and tomorrow will not be, He will take care of us. That's what he wants now. But if you worry about all these things first, when they are gone, you're left under a bridge sleeping. 
mad of God. Why did God do this to me? No, God was warning you so this will not happen to you. If Christ would have been first in your life, before this happened, God would have an open door for you where you can go. A place for you to sleep. God would have provided before that happened if you were to trust in him. But since you were trusting in riches, he has to allow that the idol of your riches be taken away from you so you can trust in him. Riches were never, were never to be our God. It was for us to pay our bills freely, not for us to put our trust in it. My brother and sister, it's about our relationship with him that matter. In the days to come, there are tests and trials coming upon people's life, like it's been happening in these past years. We've been talking about these things now intensively for three years on the Lord's Tower. Guess what happened to most of the people that were listening? They lost everything. I get contact by people who I haven't heard for a while. And what happened? Oh, I lost everything, brother. Oh, man. And they know they didn't listen. This is the thing. They were too occupied working. They thought that if they only can work an extra hour, extra hours and make us some more money, you know, they didn't have time to be repenting all the time, being in the Word, being seeking God. They just want to make that extra money to accomplish what they wanted, putting God last and putting what they wanted first. And all of a sudden, they lost all of that. Now they're like, oh, I got to get back right with God. They're starting again and repenting. Please pray for me, brother. Say, yes, yes, I'll pray for you. Yes, I'm here for that. They used to start all over again because they know they're forsaking God. Their trust was not in the Lord. Mother and sister, it's sad, it's hard. People, especially people with family, to lose everything. I have, I told you, I'm signed up to this apps here where it lets me know all the houses that are coming in the market. People losing, losing, losing houses all the time. My brother and sister. I asked the Lord that the lesbian governor that was here, major, be removed. And she was removed. And, and another fearful man of the word of God is in, is in office. Starting January. Here in the election. She was removed. They couldn't believe it. All, it had all these gate support, even from other states that came in here. I pray that if they will not repent, God would remove her and change the situation. Now, look, I'm not just playing for Asheville. I'm playing for the whole state. The whole state confirmed already here. In North Carolina, thank you to the Lord, that a marriage by the Supreme Court here is between a man and a woman. The gays and lesbians are angry. They, they said that they're going to go ahead and go back to the court again later on. But no, it's been established in North Carolina that marriage is between a man and a woman. Okay? All these people are leaving the state now. So houses is coming down, back down again, available for everyone. See how our prayer changes everything? Men asking God, it changes things. Remove these people that don't want to repent. My brothers and sisters, now everything, a cleansing has come through here from God. All these people are being removed. Everything is becoming peaceful again. Housing dropping quickly. My brothers and sisters, 
Thank you, Lord. Because the Lord told me this place will be a place of shelter, even for people in the Great Tribulation. There will be states that will be totally devastated. Like Charlotte will be gone, and the major city here will be gone. But this place here will be a place of refuge. Asheville, this place up here will be a place of refuge, even through the Great Tribulation. That's why God brought me here. Thank you, Lord. But the cleansing that is going on, these people are stunned. They were angry, but they had to leave the city gone, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. It's just for the people of God to see God, commit to God, be in a peaceful place for a while, for a little bit before we go, we're gone. But it has to happen. Because they don't want to repent and see God because they were, they were racing against religion, against the church, which they should have never done. Because all we have to do is pray and ask God to change things. And he's going to do it. It doesn't matter what they say or do. God's going to do it if we ask him to. Thank you, Lord. And he's doing it. Things are changing. The state affirmed marriage. And now North Carolina is separated from the other states that supporting gays and lesbians. They know here they cannot bring it over again. My brother and sister. So they're all moving out. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Lord, that whoever comes to repent and seek the Lord, a place of refuge for those that will come. Thank you, God. They will even build a new housing. All that is mostly being empty, new building, new homes, empty. But we are available. They will have to let them go really cheap. Make it available for God's people that God's bringing to this place. It has to be that way. Thank you, Lord. And Lord is being so good at fulfilling our prayer. Thank you, Lord, and making everybody available, all this land and property for those that will come in to seek the Lord, at least temporarily, before we go home. Hallelujah. So now, if whoever needs a place, all they've got to do is ask the Lord. Lord, provide me one now. So many homes coming into the market available, Lord, dropping the price 30, 40, 50% off. Yeah, ask the Lord for it now. Go into fasting and prayer to the Lord. Provide me a good home now. Provide me a place that I will love. Because now they're being made available. Thank you, Lord. Simple. With God, all things are possible. We ask and he, he will give to us. Thank you, Lord. It's the time. It is the time, hallelujah, for these things to come being fulfilled. And God is fulfilling them. The confirmation. If some of you pray for it, thank you. God is, is, is fulfilling our prayer. I know thousands of people very soon with the judgment coming over California, over Florida. It's going to lead uh, uh, an exodus of people coming this way, heading this way like Israel from the land of Egypt to the promised land. And, and my brother and sister, there will be people heading this way, and there will be plenty of housing for hundreds of thousands of even millions of people here available, empty, ready for them, very affordable. A lot, the Lord will give it to them. So that's the mighty hand of God. They build it, and they thought it was for them to enjoy. No, and they were, they were building it for God's people. Huh. The Bible says that the riches of the wicked is for God's people, for the righteous. So all these new homes are going to be for the uh, God's people that are coming here that will gather here, and there will be a time when the Lord will take 
outside of here, those who are going to take out, then those that are going to stay in the Great Tribulation will be in a place of refuge here because it's going to be very bad. There will be a lot of places where they're going to be nuked by Russia and China. Nuclear weapons will be going in different states, not here. The Lord showed me, not here, not this place. He himself, Jesus himself, will protect this place from being nuked by Russia and China. And I know this, it's, it was four or five years I came here from heaven during the Great Tribulation, and this place here was still being protected, while other places were nuked, wiped out, not livable around the country. New York, California, all these major cities were all nuked and gone, but this place was still, there were still people living here. Marvelous, during the Great Tribulation. So that's how I know. The Lord showed me, told me, and showed me. Marvelous and sister. We'll be gone. We'll be in heaven celebrating. Those staying behind, at least we'll have a place where they can go to. God's going to leave people here to serve him. Merciful Lord. And help them here to go. And, and my brother and sister, because it's going to get really bad during the Great Tribulation. But God always have a refuge for his own. And this is when he leaves people to one place. Okay. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I tell you, the only thing I remember is that, yes, I'm going to go around the world helping people in my glorified body soon, evangelizing. Amen. And, yes, we sometimes God will move us to a different place. We will have a home here, but we can go to different places, different states to help other people who also need our help. Okay, and I know there's, there are places like in Georgia, there's a place, a mountain, I have a brother up there in Christ who, who the Lord told him to send people out there. Sometimes he listened to me. He agreed with, with everything I, I say here. He talks to God. God talks to him. And God has a place. He wanted me to come and visit, having gone uh, up in the mountain. And he, God told him to prepare housing up there. He's been doing that for a few years now my brother and sister, and and um, he knows that the Lord sent me here. When we came here to North Carolina from Massachusetts, he wanted to go us to go there with him. But then I explained to him, God, the Lord wanted me here specifically, because, you know, it's, there's a project here, the community, and he's doing one over there. And so we're just listening to the Lord, doing what the Lord is asking us to do. Soon we'll be occupying. I'm talking about within days. Okay, this is why I tell people, I, I probably will be playing a lot of audio. I don't know how many times I can come on live because we will be very busy in the community. Okay? And so um, I believe the brothers, it's, 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 it's South Carolina in, I'm trying to think, the, two, the other state, I don't know if it's Georgia, a mountain that's combining the two states. He's out there. He's out there, my brother and sister. So thank you, Lord. It's all for the Lord. It's all for the Lord, none for us. We're just listening for the Lord, working for the Lord, because I, we will have here over 5,000 people that we need to help. He will have basically um, the same, okay? And so we will be very occupied. It will be short, though. It will be short, because then the Lord takes out the church, and then, 
those that will stay behind know what they need to do. Some people, the Lord has told them to come here to North Carolina to be part of the Lord Tower community because they're staying behind to help people in the Great Tribulation. You know, someone told me this, said, okay, you're welcome, the Lord. Whoever the Lord is sending here, they're more than welcome, especially because a lot, some of the people that are staying behind, a lot of people are not ready to go home in the rapture, but then the Lord have a purpose for them in the Great Tribulation, and that's what all this plan is for. The Lord says to me a few days ago that this home here will be for a family he's planning to bring here when we're gone. So you see, everything the Lord is putting in place for other people. Okay, and I don't need to ask who. No, 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 none of that. We're trusting the Lord. Whoever, whoever the Lord wants to bring, whatever the Lord wants to do, we said Amen, Amen, because we just want to be with the Lord. We want to be with God, and whatever He wants us to do, we do. We just want to be obedient to the Lord, my brother and sister, and pleasing unto the Lord, like the Bible says. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So Leviticus sixteen thirteen, He should put the incense upon the fire before the Lord that the cloud, the incense, may cover the mercy seat that is upon the testimony that he died not. Notice how Aaron could live. And and it has to do with the mercy of the Lord. You see? Upon his life. You got to get under the mercy of the Lord. See? And that Aaron would not die. Burn the incense, Aaron. Representing the Holy Spirit, that he will not die, my brother insisted. Leviticus 16:14, that he shall take the blood of the bullock and sprinkle it over his finger upon the mercy seat to the eastward, that before the mercy seat that the, he sprinkled the blood with his finger seven times. Seven is fulfillment, fullness. That is Christ in us, the hope of glory, the blood of Jesus over our lives. That's what that means. That's what's going to deliver Aaron from dying, or anybody. You don't want to die? Come under the blood of Jesus and through repentance daily, sincere repenting. Ask the Lord to have mercy in your life. Okay? Because that's what the the the, the, the goat blood represented. Leviticus 16, 15, that he shall kill the goat the sin, of the sin offering that is for the people and bring the blood within the veil. So that with the blood that he did with the blood of the bullock, sprinkled upon the mercy seat before the mercy seat. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. It made sure there was an offering for the sin. Well, Jesus offering himself on the cross for the sin of the world. So we have that. Okay? We have, we have the Lord who represents us before Father, the mercy seat. And he is mercy. And he will have... He's having mercy on us. This is why we need to be obedient. Listen to his voice. Because if we're not obedient like Aaron, and the one he came that he would die if he wasn't, that's why many are dying. They're not understanding that they got to hear the Lord, what the Lord is saying, and follow the direction of the Lord. If you miss to follow the direction, like the Lord says, if you join the army now, you'll become my enemy. He showed me. Oh, no, Lord, I don't want to be your enemy. Well, listen then. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Got to understand how it is. Number 781. And when Moses had gone into the tabernacle of the congregation to speak with him, 
he hear the voice that is speaking unto him from the mercy seat that was upon the ark of testimony from between the two cherubim and spoke unto him. What a surprise to Moses, huh? Notice that we don't know everything, that God has to reveal things to us. He's speaking with the voice, God, and when he noticed where the voice was coming from, oh, wait a minute. He heard the voice speaking unto him from the mercy seat. Oh, wait a minute. The Lord said in there. Oh, wait a minute. The mercy seat. Now I get it. Messiah said in there. There you go. The one speaking to you is your king, your Lord of lords, the king of kings. Who do you think of us? You heard the, vo- you heard the voice. Don't ignore him. My brother sister. Hearken unto his voice. Hallelujah. It was upon the ark of the testament between the two cherubim that he spoke unto him. Oh, wait, look. oh, he is God. Messiah, Yeshua, Hamashiach, is Yahweh, Yahweh, Elohim. Oh, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and Jacob. And who do you think it was? For the Lord is almighty. Who's speaking unto us? It's him. We're talking about him. The one dwelling under the, between the cherubim. He is the one speaking to us. That's the voice we need to hearken to. From there, from that holy place, he's speaking unto a life. My brother and sisters. I remember when he took me to the millennium, the new earth. And the Holy Spirit was walking with me there, speaking with me. He says, keep looking forward, the Holy Spirit says to me. The person of the Holy Spirit. He was walking next to me, and he was walking with me. He was a person. I never heard anyone in church saying that the Holy Spirit is a person. No, not back then. Not when I went to church. The, the Spirit of God you know, that dwells in us. And, you know, but not as a person. As John said, there are three that give witness in heaven, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, three persons. And I'm walking with him in the millennium, the new earth. He says, no, don't look to the right or to the left. Just look forward, keep going, he says to me. The gentle, beautiful person of the Holy Spirit, of the Trinity of God. And I kept walking because I, I wanted to look up all the beauty of the new earth. I was walking over a grass. It seems that as I walk over the grass in the new earth, it was the sweetest thing. Like walking over a pillow of the softest pillow you ever walked on. That was like walking on the grass with the person of the Holy Spirit. He was my friend. Oh, he is like my father also. But he's someone that loves me very much, that cares for me, that don't want me to get hurt or suffer by any way or by any means. He was walking with me. His gentle, sweet voice was there with me. Wow. He is so sweet. He is so awesome. Hallelujah. He has a beautiful smile. He was walking with me. He wanted me to listen to him and to follow his voice. Hallelujah. When we got to Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem, 
I was surprised. In that beautiful temple, Jesus was there. He looked golden, glorious. He is God Almighty. There was seraphim, one to the left, one to the right, serving him. There was sheriff speaking. A sheriff, I remember, said, Hold, but a long and strong voice. Who are you? We come here. I was going to answer him, I'm the Lord's servant. Jesus indicated to him, he may come, the Lord says. I look at Jesus. He looks glorious, beautiful. The shining glory of God on him. The light coming out of his person, his eyes, it's wow, golden, beautiful, tremendous glory upon that throne, upon Jesus, upon the ser- seraphim, beautiful, golden fire upon them. That's what Jesus in the middle of them. Thank you, Lord. Jesus says, thank you for coming, my son. Looking at him. Wow, he knows me very well. It is him. It is the same voice that has been speaking to me for years. It was right now in front of me. I cannot stop staring at him in his beauty. The more I look upon him, the more I can see of him. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. And I can see the face of the seraphim. It was an honor for them to serve Jesus. Everything they, 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 they knew what to do exactly. My brother, they, they, they carry his crown. I see them sometimes carrying Jesus' crown. My brother insisted. They have a special pillow where Jesus would take his crown off his head and put it on that pillow. The seraphim carries that pillow where, and they bow his head to him. We're great honor. These are special, powerful beings. And Jesus, they bow their head to Jesus, and they take a step back from him and obedient. They don't turn their back to him. They take a step back, and then they move, always obedient to him, always listening to him, always following his instruction. And, it, and, the, and the sheriff says, my Lord, Hallelujah. Thy order is, I, is, I, is our command. What sayest thou, Lord? And the Lord says, he may come. And I was allowed to step in there a little bit closer. And the Lord says, my son, you know why I have brought you to this place. And I say, bow my head to the Lord. I say, yes, Lord. I'm going to use you here. When I bring you to this place, you're going to come to me every morning, early in the morning. And I'm going to send you out to preach my gospel to them that will be coming. Thank you, Lord. And I'm like, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I will do as you ask. Thank you, Jesus. Beautiful, Lord. Beautiful glory. The whole place at New Jerusalem, hallelujah, it's all under his glory. Beautiful. My brother and sister, 
the place where he was standing, the floor, everything was made of gold. But everything looked so beautiful. I believe there were diamonds around his throne. And that in Jerusalem. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I can see the power coming out of his throne. It was going out to the whole earth. The whole new earth. He had the whole earth in his hand. The son says. I heard that. I heard that for a long time. God has the whole earth in His hand. Yes, His mighty power covered the whole earth. Thank you, Jesus, our new earth. And we will come. He will let me know. People will come from the different place to visit Jerusalem to speak with Jesus face to face. No more a preacher between Jesus and anyone. No more messenger delivering the message between the Lord unless the Lord sends us like he's going to use me in the millennium. She says, you and others will come to me and I will give you instruction to go do, task to go perform. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God has a task for us, my brother and sister. Just like when you come to heaven, he already has something for you. Oh, and you'll love it. Peace and joy will follow you all the day of your life for him. He will be for you, your God, and you will be undefeated with him. You will have victory over everything, but everything is completely under him all the time. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Time as God let me know this time in heaven, I was standing in heaven and trying to understand what we are, and I knew that this is it. I could not discern like other time because I was looking at what they were doing, that all the tables are practically ready for the guests. I noticed that we deemed and them that were getting the tables ready, that they were, they were finishing the final touch because the bride is about to come. The bride is about to enter. They know this in the spirit from the Lord from God. They don't need to ask God when is the church coming. They know 100% the church is about to enter. That within a few days, things, God will take his church out of the earth. And the church will end. It's not like people down here on the radio and television. When is the rapture? When is the day of the rapture? Is it going to be this year? Is it going to be next year? Is it going to be next month? Then, then, then they're not doing that in heaven. In heaven, everyone knows from God. People, it's like people have the heart of God in them, the mind of God in them. They know the rapture is practically all news. The church is about to enter. At any moment, my brother and sister, thank you, Lord. I said to you, the Father and the Lord came to me before 2023 began. Father came to tell me that no more time will be granted. The Lord was standing there. I'm looking at the Lord as Father was speaking to me. I can see the face of Jesus because it's been the Lord who has Father in previous years for more time. And as it, as it is, as it was it is, my brother and sister, 
I've not been told that any more time being granted. Father told me no more time being granted. So the church is about to. God holds me to my word. Last year, no, this year, I was taken to the throne of God, to the, to the rear part of the throne. As the Holy Spirit was leading me there, God was leading me there. Jesus was in the throne of Father, speaking with Father. And Father, he was asking Father, when will these things be? And Father had me come in there, and he says to the Lord, as I have said through my prophet, and Elvie is one of, one of my servants that I have spoken to. Father was playing to Jesus the word he has given him. I have spoken to the Lord Tower that Father has given me. Just as you've been listening to my message, Father will play to Jesus my message in the throne and said to the Lord, as I have said through my messenger. That means Sister Barbara, me, and many others. He was telling Jesus, as he has said through me, is the way it's going to be. So you know how important to Father the Word is. I, I don't make myself important. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. But for Father to be playing my audio to Jesus in heaven, in the throne of God, and said to him, I have, as I have said to my servants, my prophet, I'm like, I'm not worthy. But it's God's mercy. He said it in the mercy seat. Moses was surprised when he went in. It says, Numbers 789, that when Moses had gone into the tabernacle of the congregation to speak with him, this was a normal day of prayer to Moses. Let me come into the tabernacle to speak with God. Then he heard the voice of one speaking unto him from the mercy seat. This was a surprise. This is a surprise because he is following now an indication to where the voice is coming from. This is different to Moses. This is God revealing himself to Moses now. And as Moses is looking unto him from the mercy he was upon the ark, the testimony, from between the cherubim, he spoke unto him. Oh, wait a minute. My brother and sister. The Bible says that God spoke with Moses face to face. So you can imagine him at this moment looking between the sheriff and the mercy seat. God speaking to him from there. My brother and sister. This was new to Moses. Hallelujah. Number fourteen eighteen, the Lord is long suffering and great in mercy, forgiving the iniquity and transgression, by no means clearing the guilty visiting the iniquity of the father upon the children to the third and fourth generation. Once again, he reminds people that the iniquity and the sin of the people will be visited to the third and fourth generation. This is why we need to be unrepenting. He says in number uh, 14, 19, pardon I be 60, the iniquity of thy people according to the grace of thy mercy. Thou hast forgiven thy people from Egypt even until now. And he did. So why then did they perish in the way to the promised land if God already had pardoned them? Because they didn't remain repenting. Murmuring is not repenting. 
Murmuring is not praying. Murmuring is not seeking God. Murmuring is not humbling yourself. Murmuring is rejecting God and his ways. That's why they could not enter. Because they, when they begin to murmur, they begin to reject the voice of God. They begin to reject Messiah. They, be, they begin to reject salvation. And without Messiah, without his pardon, God cannot forgive you. That's why so many perish on the way. They were on the way in the way of Jesus. So why do they perish on the way that God has said before us? Because of their refusing to repent. My brother insisted. Hallelujah. Number seven, two. When the Lord God shall deliver them from before you, thou shalt smite them, and not only destroy them, thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor, nor show mercy unto them. Once someone is gone into doing evil and being part of evil, who had gone the, 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 the error of, of many examples in the Bible, got to let them go. One of the hard things that we have is letting go. We need to let them go when they go that way. My brother and sister, because they can contaminate you. Now, therefore, the Lord thy God is, he is God, faithful God, who's keeping the covenant and mercy with them that love him, and keep his commandment to a thousand generations. That's the mercy of God. God sent so many prophets upon America to repent. America rejected those prophets. By rejecting those prophets, God has rejected America. If you reject the servant of God, God will reject the nation. And America finds themselves now struggling because they're serving other God. Relator G. My brother and sister. Deuteronomy 7 2. Therefore it shall come to pass that if ye hearken to these judgments and keep and do them, the Lord thy God shall keep unto thee the covenant of mercy which he has sworn unto thy father. He will keep his when you will keep yours. My brother and sister. That's what he told them. If you do this, I'll keep my word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. His mercy endureth forever. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God is awesome. His mercy endureth forever. Hallelujah. He is an example to all of his love and mercy. Of his grace that is sufficient. He is an example. Because it's been he who have mercy. Job 37, 13. He caused it to come. Whether to, for correction. Or for his land. Or for mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord. David said he hear me when I call. Oh God of my righteousness. Thou hast sent me a large when I was in distress. I, and have mercy upon me and hear my prayer. Notice that when he have mercy upon you, he hears your prayer. 
He's having mercy to hear people's prayer. But what's the first prayer he wants to hear? I'm sorry, God. I am so sorry. Help me to change my way. Because without you, there's nothing I can do. Help me to be holy. Help me to be righteous. Help me to be pure, Jesus, like you, Lord. Help me to serve God wholeheartedly. Help me to keep thy commandment, Lord. Help me in these days, last days to serve you. Now, it's not like I got it, brother. Now I'm going to serve the Lord. No. It's, Lord, help me to do thy will. Because he told his disciples, after he taught all the teaching of his word, without me there's nothing you can do. He gave them all these commandments to follow. And then he says, without me, John 15, 4, there's nothing you can do. You need, we need the Lord to keep the commandment, to be holy, to be righteous. That's what is our coming to him every day is about, which is, is part of that personal relationship with him. Where you say, with the Lord's help, I will do God's will. Now that I got it and I'm going to take off and forget about everybody, and I'm going to try my best, like people say. God is not asking you to run away and become sorrow on your own and say, I don't need nobody and be lost in the wilderness of life. It's for us to come to the Lord and ask the Lord to help us. When, that, when Jesus gave them the word and people were stuck too hard, they left. And, and, and Jesus said, well, you live also. And then he says, the word comes to Peter from God. Who do we go? Ye the one that have word of life. Peter, that was not given, that was given from God. And the rest heard it in fear. Because they began to follow the Lord. I believe at that very moment, since it was such a difficult decision they had to make, and God helped them. God helped them. Father helped them. They could have walked away from Jesus, all 12 of them. Would you leave also, Jesus said? Because the multitude left. He fed 5,000 people. But when they heard the word, they left. And Jesus said in another occasion that they only came for the bread and fish. My brother said, not for the word, for the bread and fish. A lot of people are serving God today because of what God's given them. But if God takes away what they have, will they still be serving the Lord is the question. Not. Hallelujah. We've got to be willing to serve God in whatever situation we find ourselves. Because if we try to preserve our life, we'll lose it. But if we lose our life for him, we'll find it. You'll find yourself in heaven if you die for him. A life more than ever. But an unlike angel body, eternal body, that could never be killed. Now, no bullet, no missile, no nuclear weapon can destroy you. You'll laugh at nuclear weapon. They can throw you all the nuclear weapon one. You can grab it in your hand and destroy them all. Laugh at your enemy. And you glorified body, they can do no harm to you. I remember that in my glorified body, I was going around helping people evangelizing. The Chinese was invading America. The sniper from the boat and the carrier 
had a bullet for every single American. And the bullets was coming. I never seen guided bullets. I heard about guided missile, computer guided missiles. I never heard about computer guided bullets. A single tiny inch and a half bullet. Computer guided. I never heard about the Chinese have all that. And the sniper were pointing their gun and giving like the bullet instruction to go look for that person and to go through that person's head. You know, the person drops on the floor right away, so the bullet goes through the head. And they noticed that I was saving people from these bullets. And they began to point their gun and order their bullet to hit me over my head in my glorified body. And the bullet was coming straight. Let me tell you, these bullets are good. I, and I, not even in video game I ever seen something so guided, so well guided. These AI and these bullets are amazing. Uh, when I tell you amazing, amazing, they were all hitting my head, straight to my head, side of my head, between my eyes. I mean, from every side, these bullets were hitting me and dropping to the floor after they hit me. I mean, the place where I was standing, I mean, I'm stronger than Superman, my glorified body. And these bullets are hitting me from every side. And I could see bullets all over the floor after they hit my head, straight to my head. My smart bullets, fully guided bullets, AI bullets, directly straight to my head and falling off the floor. And you can see these Chinese speaking in their own language. Man, this fellow, how are we going to bring this fellow down? They were annoyed by me because I was moving like lightning, saving people out of these bullets from hitting them. Because that's part of my job. The Lord had revealed this to me. I know that this. But the Lord allowed me to experience all these different things in the days to come already. And so I know China's going to be America. I've seen the Koreans. I've seen the Russians. They're all over America. They're taking over the land. Everywhere. But then I'm in America today, and the Lord's going to glorify our bodies soon and send us out to help other people. So what is our responsibility, like mine, to protect the people? So I have this group of brothers and sisters that I already know they're going to be with me in the days to come. And some of them already know this. I can talk with them about this. Yeah, brother, we'll be, we'll be working together, brother Elvi. Yes, amen. And I was telling them, bring them to the... Uh, the trains, some of the trains, the materials are very hard, metal. Maybe that can stop the bullets. Let's get them on the bridges, place it with the bullet can, you know, not hit these people. But I noticed the bullet, they can curve, they can, they can go around things. I'm like, wow. It, you know, these Chinese have really developed their, 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 they're, they're intelligent. The scientists have really come through a lot, my brother and sister. And they have a bullet with everyone's name in. That one, I failed them. They have tested them. So the Lord wanted me to reveal me and experience what they're going to do. But it's not going to matter to us, their plan. Don't worry about your enemy. This is what you need to worry about, you. Your relationship with the Lord. Never worry about your your enemy. Worry about yourself with the Lord. 
Because if you're not ready, you won't get changed to transform. You know, it's about us, between us and God. God is rebuking us in the last day to come under his rebuke and for us to be repenting. But if we're failing to do what God is asking us to do or telling us to do, that we won't be ready. And this is the problem with people. They want to go to heaven with the Lord. They want to have a glorified body. But then they don't want to take the responsibility to be in relationship and repenting with the Lord. That's a big problem. Because our relationship with the Lord is what's going to lead us where the Lord can do these things with us. Because without holiness, without righteousness, what does say the Lord to the to his servants, no one will see the Lord. And if we fail to get what God wants to bring us to, we were not going to get what we want. So it's better to just focus on our relationship with him so we don't miss what we want. Some people are going to miss the rock. They're going to be very angry of God. God has shown me people who think that they're going home but they're not ready and they're going to stay behind very angry. I mean, I see people punching the wall so angry. Why, God, why? I give to your word. Because, again, God to understand the personal relationship with him is so important. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. It's better a little suffering now by making it. Okay? He's going to get us what he told us he's bringing us to. He's faithful. Faithful is him that sit upon the throne. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. He's not going to make us a promise he's not going to fulfill. He's making a promise to us that he's going to fulfill himself. My brother and sister, and we need to be thankful for that. Grateful. Grateful servant. Hallelujah. That we may enter his rest. We will. He'll bring us there. He's faithful. It's the one that is going to bring us there that is asking us to humble ourselves and seek him and let his will be done. What did Job do when the, his, the greatest trial of his life came? What did Job do? Well, let's go there. Let's read. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Joe 2, 7. So, so when Satan uh, forth from the presence of the Lord, smart Joe were soil, boil from the soil of his food unto his, his crown. And he took him and partial, which uh, scrambled himself, or scraped himself, I'm sorry. He sat down among the ashes. Then said his wife unto him, that thou still restrain thy integrity, curse thy God and die. But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women that speaketh. Why should we receive good out of the hand of God? And should we not receive evil? And all this did not Job sin with his lips. Now then, when Job three friends heard that all the evil that had come upon him, they came every one from his own place, Alifah, the Tamita, Bildada, Shunanai, Shehai, so far, none am I, for they have made an appointment to get together to come to mourn with him. 
and to comfort him. When they lifted up their eyes afar off and knew him not, they lifted up their voice and wept. They rented uh, one everyone his mantle and speaking dust upon the head to the heaven. So they set down him upon the ground seven days, seven nights. None spoke word unto him. They said in grief, with very grief. Hallelujah. But see, Job, hallelujah. My brother and sister did not curse God. Hallelujah. He did not. Hallelujah. He trusted God. Hallelujah. He, my brother and sister, knew that God was powerful enough. Hallelujah. This is what he says in 120. Then Job arose and went his mantle and shaved his head, fell down upon the ground and worshipped. Can you imagine someone coming to you about all these things you lost that God allowed the enemy to take away from you? And you go into your prayer room. And you nail down, and you begin to worship God and say, thank you, God. I worship you, Lord. You are worthy to be in worship. Thank you, Lord, because you're bringing me to, to the greater in you. That was the attitude of gratitude of Job and the Lord. And that's the one that God wants from each and one of us. My brother and sister, here's what God said to his prophet. It's coming soon. A pleasant good morning to everyone. This is Susanna. I greet you in the name of Jesus Christ, Yahushua HaMashah, Lord of Lords and King of Kings. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters to restore my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table in the midst of my enemies. Thou anointed my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 23. My brothers and sisters, I am here to warn California. This is not the first time that the Lord has given me a prophecy to warn California. I believe this is the third time. The first time the Lord gave me the prophecy to warn California is to warn them and tell them to repent and turn away from their sin because parts of California is going to fall into the sea. Now the Lord, uh, in, I believe it's uh, November the 3rd or November the 4th, the Lord told me that judgment is going to be on California very soon. So my brothers and sisters in California, I am here to warn you, to let you know that the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ loves you, but he hates the sin. Turn away from your sin, change your mind, and seek the only true living God who can give you salvation, eternal life. My brothers and sisters, I have warnings from the Lord and these warnings I received some in since the month of September into October and November but I did not put them out so I am here now to give you the warning 
please share this video with family and friends. This is very important, and this is the word of God. I heard in the Spirit, starting from October the 27th, I heard catastrophic events are coming, Susanna. Prepare yourself. And then around November, I heard January, February, March, unlike any other events. Again, January, February, March, unlike any other events. My brothers and sisters, prepare. Catastrophic events are about to happen. The Lord said January, February, and March are like unlike any other events. So which means we have to prepare catastrophic weather, catastrophic danger. Prepare yourself. I also heard in the spirit that the Lord told me that Israel is at war. But very soon, true judgment will be given. And the partial eclipse that occurred on October the 14th, 2023, the Lord said to me that it was a sign. He also told me that Turkey is going to be under fire and he will destroy this world. The Lord also told me that the humanitarian crisis is going to get worse. People will have to leave their home and run. People will have to leave their homes and run, and the humanitarian crisis will grow larger. My brothers and sisters, prepare for war. It is on the horizon. It has already started. But the Lord specifically wanted me to let you guys know that there will be catastrophic events that is coming. I heard in the spirit, imminent danger, catastrophic danger, imminent danger, and the Lord told me that January, February, March, unlike any other events. I also was told, I think, um, in the month of September, that the sky will be opening up like a scroll, and things will be falling from the sky. That's what I heard from the Lord, from the Lord God, okay? And also, I heard... I think um, it was probably two or three days ago, I heard um, the armies that will come on my mountain, I will throw them down. You can get that on Ezekiel 38, 20. We know that the army of Kog is going to be on God's mountain and he's going to throw them down or there's going to be a bad earthquake and... God is going to bring a sword against them and they're going to be fighting against themselves and also the birds of heaven is going to eat on their flesh. It's in Ezekiel chapter 38. Study it if you don't know. If you don't know what I'm talking about, please study Ezekiel chapter 38. I also heard in the spirit that Jesus said that he is the way, the truth, and the life. My brothers and sisters, we know that, that Jesus is the only way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way. There is no other one that can give us salvation. There is no other one that can forgive our sin. There is no other upon the earth that can give us salvation except for the Lord Jesus Christ. So please repent and turn away from all sin and seek the Lord Jesus Christ with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. 
repent. Please, my brothers and sisters, those of you who have not known the Lord, serious catastrophic event is coming. Thus said the Lord, seek him and repent. Hello again. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you have not seen the video of the prophetic word for November and December, I encourage you very strongly to please watch it fully, the whole thing. Uh, do not stop until the very end because every time God gives a prophetic word, there is always an impartation. So, when a prophet is giving a word, or prophetess is giving a word, there is an anointing, and you are receiving blessings from heaven. So be wise and stay in the presence of the Lord, in the presence of the word that God is showering you with. So if you have not seen the, the video of... Um, the prophetic word for November and December, please, I encourage you to do so. I also want to speak to you that I sense a tremendous, I even feel it now, a tremendous, oh God, a tremendous breakthrough coming that is going to change your lives. It's going to change your lives. You need to be wise when God starts blessing you with your time, with your finances, with your people that will be surrounding you. So use wisdom. Don't act foolish at this time. Be wise. Be wise and, um, and a good steward. Amen? Also, I encourage you, if you have not started the worship, please do so. Please do so because it's going to bring a tremendous breakthrough for you and you want to enter into the new year with a tremendous uh, foundation and establishment of what God wants to do right now at this time in the world. And he wants to bless and equip the body of Christ. You know we're all going through something but when we press in through worship, when we press in through our emotions, and we're saying to our soul, line up with the word of God. And your spirit is the one who is the leader of your body, of your soul, of your mind. Then you are totally lined up with the will of God. So many times we may not feel we want to worship. We don't even know what to say. But press in. Press in, because if only you see, <laughs> if only you were to able to see what God has for you, you would be swimming, literally swimming in the name of Jesus. You will just dive in into the name of Jesus and just stay in that presence of worshiping him, of staying in that life, in that life that has no uh, control over what the enemy is doing or what his agents are doing. You are just pressing in into the kingdom of God because you are actually acting out the citizenship, the citizenship of where you belong. 
of where you are seated already in heavenly places. I pray that you're able to understand what I am saying to you in the name of Jesus. There are things that God has for you. There are things that he wants to break off of you. There are chains and strongholds of the enemy that are so easy for him to break right now through worship. So many of you have been through this cycle for so long that you have not known anything that tastes good. And God wants you to taste heavenly food. God wants you to live here on earth as a citizen from heaven, feeling that authority, feeling that power that God has given you and that you have 100% of it. So today, do what God is saying. Continue, oh God, continue to worship Him. Continue to press in. And remember that when you are praying, Remember that when you are worshiping, your words, your words are not bouncing the ceiling nor the walls. They are penetrating heaven. Heaven knows your voice. Heaven knows your voice. So press in. Speak what God is telling you to say. And once you pray for something... That's it. You don't have to ask again. You just have to, moving forward, thanking him for it. Thanking him for it. And then look for verses in the Bible that is confirming what you're believing. God will always stand on his word. On his word. Amen? So believe that he says in his word that... Um, that his, his word, he stands on his word. So remember that he holds his word above, above his name. And his name is his character. His name is him. And yet he says he holds his word above his name. You start speaking his word, whatever you're believing for. Like let's say you're believing for God to pay off your mortgage. Then start saying, God says, I am a lender, not a borrower. And I thank you, Father God, that I have been set free from the bondage, from the bondage of monthly mortgage bill. For you have made me a lender. You have made me a lender. And I praise you and I thank you. So look for verses to start thanking him for what, after you have prayed, to start thanking him for what you have prayed and now you're believing. That is true faith. That is true faith. As Christians, we do not go by what we see or by what we feel. This is what God is telling me right now. We may be living in the year 2023, which is about to end in, in, in a month and a half. But you have to understand that God has not changed. The world has changed. The people's thinking has changed because this world has made 
people's hearts cold and question God because people have failed us. People that's supposed to be taking care of us or being good to us has betrayed us. So we have lost faith in humanity. But never lose faith on God. Never lose faith on God. Stand on His Word. If anything you do, let the clothes that you wear be the pages of the Bible. Let the Word of God be your clothes. Be what is on your mind. Be what is coming out from your mouth. What is in your heart. God will never fail you. God will always stand with you and fight your battles. Like never before, think military-minded. Think as, as a child of God. Think as a citizen from heaven. Stand on the word of God like never before. Be on fire for the Lord. Be a child of the Most High God. Amen and amen. God bless you. Be strong in God. Be strong in God. He wants to bless your socks off. Believe in his word today so that your joy and your cup may be filled, may be filled. And then once it's filled, help and bless others in Jesus' name. Let's bless the body of Christ in love and in deed in Jesus' name. For there's only one God, one Lord, one spirit, and one body. If you have that revelation that, that we are one, we are one. Hallelujah. If you're hurting, I am hurting. So let's be strong and encourage one another. In Jesus' name. Bye-bye for now. Bye. Here we go. I'm going to dive right in. John 16:33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. Jesus has overcome the world. And we may not have seen the fruition of that yet, right? We know things are kind of on a pause. But he is sitting at the right hand of God, right? With all authority on heaven and earth. Itching, waiting to come get us the moment God gives him the word. And once he does that, things move fast. So this period of waiting, it feels long. It's like a kid waiting for their birthday or a kid waiting for Christmas. Like my little girl, every time she's asking me, when's Thanksgiving? <sighs> That's forever. I'm like, it's a week away. That's forever. <laughs> and I feel like that's kind of us right now. Like, It's even worse because we don't know the date. So it feels like it's a long time and every day goes by and it feels long but it's coming and when it comes things are going to move fast i i just i love john 16:33 because jesus doesn't lie he doesn't sugarcoat he gives it to you straight up in this world you will have trouble and, I mean, there's plenty of verses where he gives that warning, like, you'll be persecuted. Um, but I love this. But take heart. That's the NIV version. Now, in the King James version, it says, 
be of good cheer. Slightly different feeling, right? Like, not just take heart, but be of good cheer, right? I have overcome the world. Or better yet, um, the complete Jewish Bible version, it actually says, be brave. I have overcome the world. And I kind of like that version because it makes me think of every time God told the Jewish, um, what would you call, horde <laughs> that was roaming around in the desert. Be strong and courageous for I, the Lord, your God, am with you. And not only was he with them, they got so many wonders and signs. And when they had to fight battles, more often than not, he went ahead of them and began the battle before they even got there. That's our God. That's our Jesus. Be strong and courageous. Be brave, for I've overcome the world. Take heart, for I've overcome the world. And I say this because I've been discouraged. My husband's been discouraged. Right before he left to go work at the church today, he was just saying, I'm doing everything I can to hold on to God right now. Everything I can. And I was just like, I, I, I get it. Same. Same. And it's, it was like, you know when when God's working on you and you both are literally saying the same prayer. It's like right as he was saying it, I was about to say it. He said, I've been praying, God, help me be more like you and less like me. And I was like, yes, same. That has been my exact words in my head, in my heart. Lord, please help me be more like you and less like me. And I'm thankful for this window of time. He's coming back soon. But I, I'm thankful for this time to learn how to hold on to him, how to be correct.